Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Uh, Romans chapter 8, I believe Barry left off last week at 824, I believe, or 825. But I'm gonna, either way, I'm going to start with 825. He did a good job of dividing the word for you guys last week and teaching it. But we're in Romans chapter 8, and I, I'm glad, Barry, you didn't finish the whole chapter because I was feeling a little selfish. What does Scripture say? Godly jealousy? I'm not a jealous person. I said, man, I need to, I really want to teach some more of chapter 8. It's such a classic chapter in Scripture, Romans 8. So here we are with verse 25. Check this out, Romans 8, 25. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. You've been promised a lot of things by God in his word. Sometimes you're in a situation where you're like, you know what? I don't have any peace. I've been going through this or I'm, I've felt depressed or I, I feel the, I feel grief because of loss. And many times I remember there was those seasons where I was going through it for some years leading up to my mom's passing. You've heard me talk about this. And after she passed, I would look over my grief and look over the you could call it anxiety. Uh, you could call it a touch of depression. I was just heavy, and I'm not ashamed to talk about that. I felt the heaviness. Some of you have felt it when you lost somebody. Many in here have lost somebody important to them in their lives, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes you grieve in advance because your relationship with them has changed, and you know what that's about. But you know what? I remember when I was going through those situations, and I want to comfort you with this. Where you are and whatever you're experiencing right now i remember in those situations looking over the situation and saying man when god brings me through this it's going to be great i know i have to go through this right now i can't just god end it you know every human wants that huh most humans are we're just tribulation we're in tribulation avoidance mode i don't want that well who does and some people handle pain better than others but you know what we're all going to go through stuff so I remember in those times, and even now, I'm going through some stuff now, and God's working in my heart, but I'm, I'm saying, you know what? I look forward to something I don't yet have. Total resolution. Here's some examples. Total resolution in that area, or peace in that area, or the heaviness has lifted in this area, or I've just gotten over that, or I'm working through this forgiveness. I've forgiven them, but I'm hurt, whatever that is. Wherever you are there, if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. I remember when I was going through that season in my life as relating to my mom. Oh, it was, it was heartbreaking because we were close, but our relationship had changed because she was going through serious illness. It wasn't exactly the same. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And I remember thinking, no, tomorrow's going to be better. It was a few years, and I remember going... You know what? Ah, oh man, it was a tough day today, but I think tomorrow's going to be better. And I'd get to the next day and I'd go, oh, I think tomorrow's going to be better. I kept my hope. Oh, I think tomorrow's going to be better. You say, man, it's because you're a natural optimist. No, I had to stir that up sometimes because even for natural optimists, you've got to rely on God's word because there's times that the optimist in me is not optimistic. You've been there. You say, man, I was so optimistic in these, and life, had, life has robbed me in these areas of my innocence or something in these areas. And I say to you, people of God, if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently 
and confidently. The confidence comes in when you go, oh, it's going to be better tomorrow. It's going to be better tomorrow. It hurts right now. It hurts like heck. It hurts like blue blazes. I don't know if you've ever heard that saying. Man, it just doesn't feel right. I'm going through it. Guys, it's going to get better. You say, man, well, what about if it doesn't get better tomorrow? Well, it's going to get better the next day then. You hold on to hope. If we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Hold on to your patience. Remember, I quoted this Sunday several times. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. You believe, and sometimes you just got to hold on. Say, I know it's coming. I believe. I've held on to my hope. I'm holding on to faith now, and it's on its way. It's going to be all right. We must wait patiently and confidently. Confidently meaning I have confidence in God. He's going to take care of it. He promised me, and he's going to come through. Remember, this always helps me. Some have said that the past informs the present and the future. And you look back and you go, God has always taken care of me. I could have died in that car wreck or I went through that situation or he brought me out of that grief and that trial, that depression, or he brought me through that and I just thought that was going to finish me off. Look back on your track record with God. That's the only time I advise you looking back, unless it's to testify, not to dwell in the past, none of that, but to look back and go, God, look at how God took care of me back then so I can wait patiently and confidently because he's always come through. Let's go on to the next verse. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Yes, he does. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with what? Groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And you know what? Let me hold on there for a moment. Some of you, I don't know, I don't know if everyone in here is baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but I believe that is what, what that is referring to right there. You pray in the Spirit, and I believe it's a perfect prayer. Scripture says when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you pray in other tongues, You're speaking to God that, man, you say, I don't know what I'm saying, but I know it's just right for what I need right now. That's the Holy Spirit doing His work. And when you pray in English or Spanish sometimes, have you ever prayed a prayer and you go, I don't know why I prayed that exactly. I don't know why I said that to them when they said to pray with them. I've had that happen a lot of times because the Holy Spirit knows. But when you're praying in the Spirit, you're praying in tongues. The Apostle Paul speaks about that extensively in Corinthians Uh, The book of Jude talks about praying in the Spirit, and here we are. Look at this. Let's read the whole verse again. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. He also prays through you. A better explanation of that, He's praying through you when you pray in tongues, all right? So that is the Holy Spirit praying the right prayer, the correct prayer, because you know how it is in English or Spanish. You ever said something crazy? We have. We've asked God for crazy stuff. You're like, well, Lord, cancel that prayer. I was tripping. I was mad, Lord. Don't destroy them. You know, I don't know. I'm just, you know, like James and John right there said, Lord, should we call down fire on them? Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. You don't even realize what you're asking for. They were not well received in an area. said, Lord, should we call down fire? Well, I believe many times, my dad has said this before, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, after you've prayed in English or Spanish, whatever your mother tongue is, after you've prayed in your, your regular language that you speak to God in, many times I believe the Holy Spirit says, okay, cancel all that mess. What he just said, throw that out. And thank God. He said, man, he's, wow, Matt's really batting perfectly here. That was weird. That was a weird prayer, you know. Throw up a desperate thing. And, hey, 
you've got to be able to be at a place where you can be honest with God and say, here's what I'm feeling. Man, I know I'm thinking crazy right now, but you've got to help me. I'm hurt with them. I'm upset. I don't understand why you let this happen. And you know what? I, I'm at a place, man, with God where I, I, I've done that. But there are many times now that I, I, don't even, I don't even say, Lord, why'd you let that happen? I don't. I never got to that place with God about my mom going, I don't understand it all, but I just said, God, I'm at peace because she's in heaven. And she got to live longer than anyone expected. So praise God, I'm grateful. Now, there may be other things I go, well, Lord, I don't know about that, but let me just pray in the Spirit because I may say something crazy. So we trust the Holy Spirit to pray for us and pray through us, all right? When you're praying in tongues, you say, man, what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, Jesus promised it. It's also promised in Acts. We see the early Acts of the Apostles, early church history. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet, you can ask me more questions about that. You can ask your Connect Group leader. Um, you can also research it in Scripture. Start in the book of Acts. You say, man, I want to know more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Start with Acts chapter 1 and read through that book. That's an amazing education in the Holy Spirit. Ma'am. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Because she was praying in tongues? It was different, huh? You say she was praying in the Spirit. Isn't that interesting? Let me, add to, let me add to what Sis is saying. So there's a lady in jail that was praying in the Spirit, and at one point it was your son praying in Spanish. Um, years ago, years ago, my dad was praying, and we had an exchange student. He had left our church and gone to France for a year, and he learned French. We came back, and he was wondering about the Holy Spirit, and he's like, man, is this for real? I'm reading in Scripture. I don't know. I'm not sure. And he, he said that my dad at one point was praying in tongues and he was praying in perfect French. And it was a message for that young man. No one else, no one else spoke it in the room. We would, I wouldn't have even recognized it. You know, in, in tongues, you, many times it just, it just sounds like, it sounds like gibberish to you. But scripture says, whoever speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto man but unto God. But there are times where the other tongue is a message to other people in their language. Book of Acts. So thank you for sharing that. Get into the book of Acts. That happened. When the Holy Spirit first fell, I'm sure there were angelic, angelic languages there too, but there were Jews from all over that part of the world, and they said, how is it the Galileans, local Jews, are speaking in our dialects and our languages from all over the place? So it's amazing what the Holy Spirit can do. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't ever doubt it. Get into the Word, and it will increase your belief. You say, man, well, I've never done it. Well, just because you've never done it doesn't mean it's not 
perfectly gospel truth. All right? So, let's keep going. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. Isn't that beautiful? For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Let me read that again. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Remember, God's will is His Word. And remember, the Holy Spirit will always point us back to God's Word. Always. God's will is His Word. And the words of Jesus are always going to line up with God's plan for your life. God's plan for your life are always going to line up with the words of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will always remind us of the things Jesus said and what God's Word said. So if anyone ever says, thus thus saith the Lord, and it doesn't line up with the Word, they're lying. It's either their flesh, just just talking, they're just talking crazy stuff, or it's from the devil. Okay, It's not from God. If it doesn't line up with the word, it's not from God. Don't ever let anyone try to deceive you and say, man, well, this was so amazing. It was so impressive. But look at this as a new revelation. And say, wow, really? Does it line up with the word? And real simple way to try the spirits is, does this person or whatever they're saying, does it line up with the truth of the word that is Jesus is Lord? Because that's the true spirit of prophecy the book of Revelation says. So, Otherwise, it's the spirit of Antichrist. Otherwise, it's a deceptive spirit. All right? So if it lines up with God's word, Scripture says only by the Holy Spirit can we say Jesus is Lord. And no one's going to speak a curse against Jesus by the Holy Spirit. That would have to be flesh or the devil. Are you with me? So the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. God's own will is Jesus. God's own will is His Word from cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation. All right? Next verse, we'll probably just linger here because I love this verse. Oh, man. Man, Barry, I'm sorry you didn't get to teach this verse. No, I'm so excited that I get to. Maybe next time you can just throw it in there. (laughs) Barry's going to be teaching again this month so he can throw it in there man this is such a great verse and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them let's stop there let me read it again and then maybe we'll read it together and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them On the count of three, let's read that verse together. One, two, three. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Can we read that again so we get it down into your soul, into your mind, your will, and your emotions? We know this is in your spirit. Let's get it down into your soul. One, two, three. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Like, Pastor Matt, no, you don't, you don't understand that, that situation. How can God turn that around? Oh, no, everything that happens, God turns it into favor for you. Say, wait, that was awful that I lost my mom to cancer at, at 65. Um, how, on earth, how on earth could that be? How, how could God turn that around? Oh, man. I'm going to tell you right now, there were, there were sacred and special moments we had together before her death. There were things she told me that I don't know if she ever would have 
thought to tell me had she not been going through that. I'm not making it all about me, but I'm telling you, this is the truth of this verse right here. This is the truth of God's word that he turns it for your benefit. Didn't, didn't y'all lose your mom as well? That's still not easy. Even when I bring it up, I can see the look on y'all's faces. But, and I honor y'all, man, for going through that. And those of you that lost parents, lost a dad, and some of you lost different parents and dear, dear loved ones, you say, how, how is there something good in that? Well, man, I've heard y'all's testimony about y'all's mom, and it blew me away. He said, man, she was doing great, and she was a woman of God, and she had faith to the end. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I saw, I saw, and I don't know why this is coming up so much tonight, but I saw a woman of God finishing out her life with grace, dignity, power, and peace. Incredible. And I can testify about it. And say, what other, how else has it benefited you? Well, I understand and I can empathize with people who have lost someone. I can totally understand. I say totally, but to the best of my ability and the ability that God gives me because I've been through that. I mean, even loving, wonderful people who've never experienced that, all they can do is, man, I love you, I'm praying for you, but it's different when they've gone through it, isn't it? We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I know my dad misses my mom. But I've watched him in his 70s step into an era and a stage in his life that maybe he never would have stepped into. They say, wait, but, but your mom is gone and, and his wife is gone and, 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 and Camila's grandmother is gone. Yeah. No, it's true, but I've, I've seen God work it for my dad's benefit. I've seen it. I've seen it. I said, Dad, you know, just messing with him a little bit. Dad, have, did you ever consider remarrying or anything like that? He said, man, who would, who would be okay with my schedule? <laughs> He'd say, what woman is going to be okay with my schedule? And he's just not going there. <laughs> Dad will say funny stuff. He said, well, you... I can't marry an old lady, man. That would, and he, because he's in his 70s, no one would ever call him old. He's an older man, but he's just not old. He said, Man, I can't marry an old lady. And they say, Man, I can't marry a real young one. That would be weird. So it's weird either way. No, it was just your mom. Because I'll just get him, get him to say something like that. He said, No, I'm, do, I'm doing things for God. I got to keep going here. Somehow, within the loss of my mom, I say, How on earth? We know that God caused it to work together for my dad's benefit. How? How? Not everybody knows your story, Micah, but there's something in there that helped push you toward God. I don't know all the details, but here you are on your way to heaven because of some of the things you've been through. Some of you said, man, no, that, that angled me toward God, what I went through. I had a terrible loss. I had a, a heartbreak. I had a disappointment. I, oh, man, I lost somebody that meant the world to me. And we know that God causes everything to work together. Wait, work together? Yeah, everything works somehow in conjunction with his word, even if it looks crazy, even if the devil did it, even if one of your crazy decisions did it or somebody else did it, it all works together somehow for the good, for the benefit It turns favorable for you somehow because you love God and you are called according to His purpose for you. Wow. 
I got to read it one more time. And we know that God causes, he engineers, he designs and purposes in his heart to turn everything to work together. Someone say together. Causes everything. That's such a powerful phraseology there. Such a powerful phrasing. Causes everything to work together and in conjunction. All these moving pieces, it all works together for the good your benefit, your peace, your blessing, your favor from God for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Wow. I'm going to stop right there tonight. I'm going to stop right there. Let's go ahead and bow our heads. Close our eyes. That is Romans 8, 28. We can revisit that next week. I always like to give this opportunity. I know everybody in here has accepted Jesus, most likely. But just in case, is there anyone at the sound of my voice tonight who has never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of their life? Would you raise your hand and I'm going to pray with you. Is there anyone in here? You say, man, Pastor Matt, I've never accepted Jesus. If that's you, raise your hand. There's no shame. You want to confess it publicly, I will pray with you. All right? If you've all accepted Jesus, then pray with me so that Whoever listens to this message hereafter will get a chance to repent and come to Jesus. Repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, say, I believe your word. Say, apart from you, I'm a sinner. Say, forgive me. I'm sorry for my sin. Say, I need a Savior. And you're the only one who can save me. Say, I confess and believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Say it again. Say, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And He died and rose again for me and for all sinners. Say, I believe and I thank You, Lord, that I'm saved from my past, from my sin, from hell, in Jesus' name. Now let me speak a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and protect you, smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of His favor and of His perfect peace. The priestly blessing. May everything you set your hand to prosper. May everything you think be pure. May everything you hope in, according to God's will, come to pass. May everything you believe for be headed your way. Let it cross the horizon soon so that you have answered prayers. Oh, God's moving in people's hearts tonight. I can feel it. I can feel the sweet touch of the Holy Spirit tonight. Sons and daughters, God would say to you, the answer is on its way. If you've prayed according to my will, the answer is on its way. Hold on to what you believe. Hold on to what you know. Hold on to my promises, God says. God says, I will complete what I started in you, according to Philippians chapter 1. I will finish what I started because I'm a God of plan, purpose, and design, he says. And I will always fulfill my will, my word, 
and I will take you to the next place that you're going. I will help you get there. I promised, and I will complete it. Scripture says that the Lord says, Behold, I'm the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Nothing. I say nothing. He can do it all. Not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit. By the Spirit of God, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your word is best, your will is best, your plan and your promises are best. We trust you today and thank you in Jesus' name.